about funny stuff. Serious about food. Serious about anything that I'm in the mood for. Serious. Let's get serious. Talk to me, talk to me, tell me about your fantasy. Talk to me, talk to me, tell me about your fantasy. Talk to me, talk to me, tell Hello, me about your fantasy. Hello, my name is Kendall. Let's get serious. <laughs> Brands. Audio seemed a little weird there for a minute. I'm sure it's fine. I like to let people know right at the beginning there's maybe going to be technical there's problems. Probably, probably. Don't talk yet. I have not introduced you. My name is Kendall Bruns. You are listening to the Let's Get Serious podcast. With My guest today is Matthew. Now you're, now you're getting serious. <laughs> Mooney. Matt Mooney. Matt Mooney. Matt Mooney. Matt Mooney. The Moonster. Yeah, great. Here we go again. Moon Pie McGee. Here we go. This is how it always starts. Matt, Every podcast I'm on with you. Matty Pants McMurphy. I'm about to Matty Pants your... Murphy. <laughs> your McMurphy. That doesn't mean anything. Well. What you just said means nothing to me. Let's get serious. Let's get... Let's... All right, let me tell you about my fantasies. Oh, have, so now you're going to make fun of the theme song? I'm, uh, yeah, That's I, what you're going to do? Okay, you started out by... Real get, clever, buddy. This is what you do on every podcast I'm on with you, which I know maybe you your listeners... Many? Yeah, two. <laughs> I don't know what your re- usual repeat visit oh, number... Oh, no, usually it's one and done. That's what I'm saying. Get them in, get them out, get them out of here. I've been on two of your Out of podcasts. sight, out of mind. Right. This is number three for me. I would say that's Three pretty for. good. Three for me. Yeah, but this is a new beginning. Right. You're it's fresh. This, you're Matt is talking about the Pizza Infinity podcast. That's true. That's that's old news, man. Well, you know, you're wearing a Pizza Infinity t shirt. <laughs> that is a coincidence. <laughs> and it's just because There is no coincidence. I have it's extra synchronicity. You know, it's like there's extras of these shirts. They're nice shirts. They are nice shirts. I'm wearing I it around one. the house. Wait, do you have any green ones left? No. Oh. Do you have any more black ones? A large, um, maybe, I could take? I think we're actually out of most of them. All right. This is just an extra one. Mine's just getting a little crusty. That's if what you know makes what it, that's what you makes know what it what authentic. Mean? Crusty, get it? Like pizza crust? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Matt's talking about stuff that is... Ancient history. Well, I mean, come on. Not, how far do we go back, Kendall? How far is ancient? How far? Who are you? Well, I'm uh I'm diverse. <laughs> yes. I don't think I can sum it up in a sentence. And who would really even want ask you to do that? Who would ask you to sum it up in a sentence? That's ridiculous. I'll tell people who you are. Great. You're Matt Mooney. Uh Moonstein. Moonster and Mooney. Did I already say that? You did, but it's okay. Matt, uh, I've known you for a long time. Yeah, we were just talking about it earlier. How many years? Well, it does. Numbers are overrated. That's true. Time is relative. (laughs) (laughs) To what? Exactly. And so, moving on, we've known each other a long time. 
That's true. A long time. And, Let's just say long oh, time. Let's long. just say, yeah. <laughs> long. So, uh, look, here's my fear with this podcast. Today. Th- this particular This one? particular gotcha. episode. I got gotcha. you. We could get mired down in inside jokes. Not We're not going to do that. No. Not tonight. No. <laughs> we could... We have a history together. <laughs> sorted. A sorted history. Is it sorted? Sorted. Sorted. We sorted, we sorted <laughs> having a history together. We sorted. We sorted did. Yeah. We, sorted. We, we had someone to share experiences. <laughs> we sorted did. Oh, man. This is the one that everyone decides they don't want to listen to this podcast. Probably. Anymore. I'm sorry. It's okay. We're going to. Matt, you. Let's and get I, serious. We're in a band together. We were in a band together called The Qualifiers. I would say Qualifiers. We dropped the the, and you were still in the band when we did so. Yeah, Qualifiers. It was kind of your idea. It was The Qualifiers in a sentence, but Qualifiers without the. That's true. Written. Right. Although the Facebook says The Qualifiers, which is really inconvenient when you're like mentioning them in a sentence and you want to have a hyperlink to the mm, thing yeah so maybe see Sorry. if you can change we'll see. that i don't think you can though uh well facebook's changed a lot that's true so you dabble in internet web media true. stuff so you should be able to figure this out i should but i bet i could do there's it. no guarantee you know what i'm i'm not gonna do I'm not going to handle... No. I'm not going to take care of the... Why don't you just take care I'm of I'm not going to do the qualifiers page. No, you take Facebook care of that. Could you anymore. take our Twitter too? No, I'm not going to do it. No. Tori was going to do it. Tori is Matt's daughter. Yeah, she's sitting over there. That's I why know. I pointed there, but you can't see that. Nobody can see that. But I'm pointing right I mean, I can her. see it. I know you can. I, w- I didn't mean you. I meant well, you people. Said, you know, you might want to clarify. You as the listening audience can So anyway... See. Qualify the qualifiers or qualifiers if it's written on a poster. Yeah, just put too fine a point on that one. Well, find a point. Find a point. <laughs> find a point on it. Find a point. Be on in it. your bonnet. Find a point on What's it. What's that song? It's uh, they might be giants. Birdhouse in your soul. Yeah. Oh yeah. Find a point on it. Not to put too fine a point on it. Say a, I'm the only being be in your bonnet. bonnet. Make a little birdhouse. Bird soil and mass soul. incandescent gas. Gigantic <laughs> nuclear furnace. Sun changed helium. Temperature of millions. The sun is hot. Yoho, it's high solar energy. I'm it's just going to let you die. Me. I'm letting you die. That's what this is called. Please. Daisy. <laughs> Daisy. <laughs> Give me your answer. <laughs> you know what's strange about this? Is we were just <laughs> crazy. <laughs> what are you doing, Dave? What are you doing, Kendall? I'm being Hal. You can't also be Hal. That <laughs> doesn't being make any Hal sense. In the past, you were being Hal, right? Well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's all relative time. Yeah. So, yeah, I was being Hal at a different. What is with that time. old guy? <laughs> what what am I a, even talking now about? Now he's a fetus. Yeah. 
spoiler alert. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. All right. Let's focus. Let's focus. We're losing it. We're losing Dude, it. I don't think we ever had it. So let's just get it the first time. Then we can lose it. Then we'll get it back. How many seconds of silence is... <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I brought you here today. <laughs> I didn't bring you here. No, not at all. You brought you, you came here of your own volition. Is that right? Do I say that? Is that the right term? Your own volition. Volition. The other day, I w- I used the word. Um, uh, you could. What was the word that I used? Hmm. Um, what was that word? Oh, Mandy, do you remember the word that I said the other day? <laughs> They're gonna posit a question in the dub. Was it posit? Yeah. What did you just say though? Pudiate. Pudiate. Repudiate. Ooh. No, I didn't say Repudiate. that. I said posit. Let me. If you posit, I said posit, and there, yeah, positing. There was this whole, but I was using it right, mm-hmm. so it was cool. Good job. But I feel like I often on on the podcast say something and then I'm like, is that you know? Is that right? Let me not, look it up on Wikipedia. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I have that thought in my whole life, always. <laughs> but on the podcast, it seems like a good time to talk about it. To talk about your failures in life. No, no, they're not failures so much as just learning opportunities. Questions. And answers. <laughs> All right. So, Matt. Um, yeah. Okay. So, let, let's. Let's move along. Let's move let's along Let's get this thing rolling. Let's, let's ride this pony. Yeah. Let's ride let's this get, magical well, let's, pony. Like genuine. Yeah. Um, All right. So, uh, we were in this band called Qualifiers together. And then I, uh, I'm not in the band anymore. It, which is sad, but. You yeah. know, things happen. Because I, well, and I live in a different city now. It's hard to we, do. We're in the band in Cincinnati, and I live in Chicago, and so those are different places. Um, and then Different times. Different time zones. Yeah, but I would just shorten that to time with a Z on the end, times. That's like a shortened version, version of, of time, time zones, zones, but it really messes with people. It's hard. It works in print, but not so much spoken. Right, because you're just... We're in different times. Unless you say time z Yeah. Or if you say time Z. Time Z. (laughs) But at that point, you might as well just say time Z. You might as well, but it sounds a little cooler. All right. So we were in this band together, and uh, and then I'm not in the band anymore, but the band still exists. Yeah. And so uh, I wanted to talk to you here. I've been hanging out all day, but I thought I'd talk to you some more. Yeah, I'm not tired of you yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're ha- happening to visit here in Chicago. You brought your daughter, Tori. That's true. Who's sitting on a little step stool thing as if she's sort of crouched down like she's ready to attack at any moment. Yeah. She's like, anytime this podcast turns sour, I'm going to attack. How is it that we've survived this long? I don't I'm not sure. What do we have she's to do? She's too kind. <laughs> Um, There's plenty more. So you've been exploring Chicago all day. And now you're here, and we're going to talk about some stuff and listen to some uh, music that from the past, good. present, and future. You're probably going to play a few songs, maybe even. Yeah, I would love to. There's a guitar right here, freshly tuned. So I think to get us rolling, rolling, 
Roland. <laughs> Roland. To keep. I'm not going to finish that. Roland to keep what? To keep what? Roland to keep what? I don't know what you rolling, were doing. Roland, Roland, Roland to keep what? Okay, so let's play. Uh, let's start with a a qualifier song. Okay. That um, let's give a little context here. Sure. What are we? What let's are start playing? with one from the album. So when I was in the band, we put out a uh, an EP called Sleep Tight Lucky Grills, and then we put out um, a full length album called the beeping in our hearts. Yes. We also put out a couple singles that had some other little songs here and there. That's true. And yeah. remixes. And then we did a remix EP, uh, called the sleeping in our sharks with a bunch of remixes. Some cool, I did one and you did one. And then we got some other cooler people than us to do <laughs> some like, like RAC, uh, did one and like, Positronic and uh, DJ Empirical and just all kinds of cool people. That's true. It was very good. Um, it was well received. Yes. And so what should we play to represent the back when... What, what do you back want to hear off the, the, old days. the beeping? Let's play something off the beeping in our hearts. What should we hear? Let's do that. Let's play... Um, An album track. Let's play Devil Girl from Mars, which I know you like. Devil Girl from Mars. All right, so this is Devil Girl from Mars by the qualifiers off of the album The Beeping in Our Hearts.
Listen to that in a while. Yeah. How you feel about it now when you listen to I it? I feel pretty good about it, mm. but I also feel like maybe there are things that we would have done differently. Yeah. Like uh we were talking about the claps. Yeah, so when uh so on that on the album we uh there's you. You play guitar and you sing almost you know, all the, pretty much all the leads. Almost all, 99% of the lead vocals. Yeah, 99, 98. Yeah, and then there's Dan uh, Dan Johnson playing bass, bass, and he was singing yeah. backup vocals on that track. Right. Uh, and then I played guitar and some key. That, that track, I played my Moog a little bit. Right. Which that was me. I did some, I and I little... did uh, backup vocals, but not on that song. You didn't? I don't think so. Oh. I don't think I did any backup vocals on that one. That's just Dan. And then Mike Pellucci yes. on drums. Yep. The awesome drummer that he is. Yeah. Saving lives. When did we record that? Uh, Summer of 2009. Yeah. And then the album came out January 1st, 2010. That's correct. And then the remix album came out in what? December? I don't know. 2010? No. No. It was like August or September or something. October maybe. It was, it was after I end. left. It was after it was I left. The end, yeah. So it was probably September, October, something. Probably. So anyway, um, in, well, in the City Beats story, City Beats like the local Cincinnati rag. Um, they mentioned in the end of the year recap, okay, uh-huh. of some of the best albums released that year. They said that those two releases. Mm-hmm. Beeping in our hearts and the sleeping in our sharks made a nice bookend to our career. It's too <laughs> bad they didn't make it to the end of the year. So, but yeah, um, <laughs> but just because I left the band and you've That's been true. playing, you haven't done a lot of stuff, but you you played some shows since I've been gone. Yeah, I came up when you guys played at Midpoint. Yeah, that was a good one. I played one song with you, which was fun, but yeah. there was a new guitar player. New everybody, I think. The whole lineup's changed since the album, besides yeah. me, I Since guess. the album, but some of those guys I was playing with. <clears throat> That's true. Before I left. So, um, yeah, so, but yes, the band is, is live. It's alive. It's alive. <laughs> and you've got shows coming up, don't you? Well, sure. We can talk about that later. Yeah, we're but recording stuff right you're now. Recording Recording's right now. the important thing right now. Yeah. And we can talk about that. Well, before we get to that, let's talk about the old album. Yeah. So, when we you said about the hand claps, when I remember 
you and I, so you and I did the hand claps right. and uh, we kind of layered them and stuff. And I remember, right. uh, you can see this in the behind the scenes videos. Yeah. Search for are, qualifiers on Vimeo. There, uh, <laughs> or it's on YouTube and stuff too. Yeah. So, uh, but it was this chaotic clapping that we couldn't, it I couldn't so figure out bad. what you wanted me to do. I, know, I couldn't figure you out when you wanted me job. to clap. And then you're like, no, no, it's good that way. Uh, we don't have to clap at the same time. Right. I want it to be kind of staggered, staggered is what I was trying to say, but I couldn't say those words. So yeah. I was just motioning some kind of staggering yeah. with my hands, but you didn't understand what that meant. <laughs> no, but I think it turned out, it turned, it's cool. It's, it's really cool. Uh, but then, uh, so you're saying you wish we had clapped in the other part. I wish we had, but I think the reason we didn't is because it hurt. It did hurt. Really bad. Clapping hurts more than you think. Yeah. That's why they call it clapping. Yeah. And it, it's not the clapping. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, but in general, how do you feel about like? The I feel album really and- good about the album. I feel like we worked really hard on it, and it it paid off for once in my life. Mm-hmm. Working so hard. What do you mean paid off? Well, I mean it's it's a good album. Oh, okay. and it sounds really good. And uh, yeah, yeah. I wish some of the songwriting was a little stronger, but you know we all grow what over do you mean? time. Well, I mean some of the songs that are on there are five years old, mm-hmm. longer, older. Yeah. So, you know, it's just you got, wh- yeah, yeah. Five years. You got kids older than that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Almost all of them. Uh, yeah. So. Do you, I know when I was in the band, like people don't really acknowledge the fact of like how long it takes to do all this stuff. That's true. Like you write a song and then by, if you're in a band and then by the time you like bring it to the band and everybody learns their parts and contributes, whatever. And then you actually have to like, and then you play it some right. and then you actually have to record it. And that's right. like a whole recording album. It's like a whole ordeal. Right. You know, more or less depending on your philosophies. And uh, then you have to, like, get that out somehow, digitally or physically or whatever. I mean, promoting it. And so this whole process takes forever. And then the album comes out, and then then you have to get people to listen to it. (laughs) And so then by the time they actually listen to it, you're sick of those songs. So sick of them. And I remember you in particular being like, I don't want to play these songs anymore. I was really, yeah. I guess because I had been living with them the for longest. longer yeah. yeah, than anybody. so And I was writing new stuff that I thought was a lot better. And I don't know. It's the artist's dilemma, I guess. Yes. The artist's dilemma. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. Yeah, you know, do you remember the Chris Farley show sketch from Siren Live where it was like Chris Farley. <laughs> His show sketch. <laughs> he has a sketch called, a recurring sketch called the Chris Farley show. Oh. And he would come out and he'd have like Paul McCartney as the, he'd be like the real guest on the yeah. show and he'd mm-hmm. like interview him. And he'd always be like, hey, um, yeah. Do you remember <laughs> when you were in the Beatles and then you were playing and so everybody get excited and like, and you're like, <laughs> and then Paul McCartney would be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I, remember. I, I remember that." And then Chris Farley would be like, 
Yeah, that was that cool. That was awesome. He would say cool. awesome. You say awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Sometimes, sometimes that happens to me <laughs> by accident. You're accidentally on the Chris Farley show. <laughs> accidentally hosting. <laughs> wow. The Chris Farley show. Is this a dream that you have? Recurring I might dream? be dreaming right now. Are you wearing your underwear, and that's it? Well, I got I got on. A I mean, right now. Shirt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so uh, let let's continue. Oh, by the way, we're in Kendall's bed. No, we're not. <laughs> we're in the kitchen. Oh. Um, and I don't sleep in out here. <laughs> not true. Okay, so uh, let's... let's. Why don't you play a song now? All right. So what do you want to play? <clears throat> do you want to play, play a song called Grim is the Doom of the Norns? Grim is the Doom of the Norns. Now, this is a song that... Um, I got that turned down. Here we go. That's okay. Try it again. So this is a song that oh we were playing as like when I was in the band I played this song right with uh, with you guys um, but we never recorded it. I think we demoed we, it. We did. We recorded a demo. Wonder what happened to that demo. I would like to know that. I you probably it. have I it, it somewhere. somewhere, but I don't think I ever recorded my guitar part. <laughs> which I really liked on this song. And now it's lost forever because I tried to play it a little while ago and I couldn't figure it out. It's lost and gone forever. I hope if somebody has a video of us playing it so that maybe it exists in some way. Because this was one of my favorite songs to play. It was a lot, it's a lot of fun to play. Yeah. People really seem to respond well live to this song as well. People sing along to the chorus and it surprises me every time. Okay. So you're going to play a song... And uh, oh, well, live. I might yes, live. I might also mention that. So the name of this song is a little—it's a mouthful. Oh man, let's. But it's also grown into the concept for the new album. Really? Yeah. So the new album probably is going to be named the "Doom of the Norns." Oh boy, I'm glad I'm not in the band. Anymore. I know, I know. <laughs> but you have to look up Norns. Grim is the doom of the Norns. It's a, it's is a, the name of this song this for you people song. listening at home <laughs> who are like, "That's a, uh, what's this uh, qualifier? That's a pretty cool uh, band name, Thunderbugs." I, I, that's I get, a cool I get, song. That's a cool yeah. name or song. song title. That's uh, catchy. It's rem- it's rememberable. No, not rememberable. It's rememberable. Well, they might say that. Uh, oh, I wonder what their new album. What's a good catchy? Grim. You know what? Wait. Grim. I'm not selling out. Doom. (laughs) Grim. I was in this band and I could never figure out why this, what the name of the song was. Grim is the doom of the Norns. The Norns. Do you know who the Norns are? It's hard to even say. I know, but it's it's the point. That's the point. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. Impress me. (laughs) All right. Here here goes. All right.
strings unwind If you're going that way I'm going that way too We'll get lost again Not until the threads spin If you're going that way I'm going that way too If you're going that way I'm going that way too <laughs> Your life is made of all the choices you make But then, your choices are defined by your fate It's all wound up in knotted strings Your fate is tied up in a thousand small knots The knots Something that you'll choose to untie And then you'll have a lot of time To start to wind The string at night The string again You're going 
the doom of the Norns. <laughs> yeah. I liked where... Um, <laughs> I messed up. No, I liked how, since you were playing an acoustic guitar, and normally for dramatic change, yeah. you switch to a like heavier like distortion. Right. But in this case, you just took a break. I did. I took a little break. <laughs> I was like, well... Every once in a while, you got to change it up, you know? People expect certain things. Um, So the thing that strikes me is how how little I remember how to play the songs. It's it's hard. When I listen to them. I don't remember how to play a lot of the songs on the first album. I mean, this one isn't on the album. That's true. So, like, I haven't, like, I have not heard this song since we used to play it and right. it's been a year almost probably eight or nine months yeah since it's weird it's just i just think it's weird how your memory is just such a unreliable uh thing yeah I mean, we've had conversations about creative memory, which I think is interesting, you know? Like, every time you remember something, you're remembering it slightly differently. Yeah. Adding something. But that doesn't really make up for, or, you know, talk to you not being able to remember a song. Like, I'm really freaking out right now because I can't remember where that story Came, it's from the radio lab about memory. Oh, right. That's where they talk about that. <laughs> Close oh. one. Oh, man. I hate it when you're talking about memory and you can't remember where you heard something. Memory about is memory. an unreliable source of income. Source of income. That's what I've always, that's what I remember the saying being. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> memory can be. Think about a rain man. Oh, yeah. If you have photographic memory, it could be a, a great source of income. Could. Because it depends on how you apply it. That term photographic memory, I don't get that. Well, yeah. Because a photograph is like a snapshot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> photograph is just a moment. In space. Why don't they call it a In time. videographic memory? Well, what's the difference between photo and video? Let's start there. Well, time, sound. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess it depends on the memory. I would like to have a videographic memory. (laughs) Videographic. I would like to have a videographic memory. We'll We'll get started on that right away. How would you propose that be done? I think probably a mail order course correspondence course they call them Hmm. i'm just remembering the great muppet keeper uh because the taxi driver do you remember him in the great muppet keeper i i have fond memories of the muppet movies yeah but i don't particularly remember uh the taxi driver in the great muppet caper that's okay he just he ends up saying that he learned or he got his his driver's license by correspondence course and i think that's a pretty (laughs) funny joke why because you he wrote letters back and forth to 
to get his driver's license because it's a very hands-on sort of thing. You have to... Yeah, but if it's just the documentation... <laughs> Man, I had to get a Illinois driver's license. Yeah. That wasn't easy. I heard that it's a little rough. You have to prove who you are lots of different ways. <laughs> Sometimes you have to get papers that you didn't have. Yeah, I had to get my birth certificate. Yeah, who has that? Nobody. Obviously, you were born. I. True. <laughs> but try proving it. Yeah. I don't know. And let me tell you something. I don't get political on this show. Oh, but we're about to. But these That's birthers. That was a disclaimer. They should just realize it is a pain to get a new birth certificate. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Let's move on. Let's move on. Moving on. (laughs) I bet it's not. They call Chicago the land of Lincoln. And something about the shoulders, largest shoulders. Carry the shoulders of the carrying the shoulders of the world (laughs) and stacking wheat. It's yeah. It's there's a poem called Chicago by Carl Sandburg. I think I'm saying that right. I think so. Although I also think that's a baseball baseball player. I also think that's a baseball player. <laughs> Cricket. No. Baseball. Um. <laughs> okay, so Grimm is the what Doom of the Norns. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago, the poem by Yeah, Carl but Sandberg. I was trying to say something else and you interrupted me. What was it about? I don't know. Just let's move on. I was trying to now I move on, move on. Right move before on. recording Grimm this Grim is the Doom of the Norns. Right before recording this podcast. Uh we had Pequods. That's true. Chicago style deep dish pizza. And it makes me want to take a nap. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for a nap. I hope people can't tell. They can totally tell. I think at the beginning we were like hyper. Yeah, we were raring to go. Because we, because, you know, we got excited. Basically, these jalapenos are tearing me up. What? The jalapenos. Jalapeno. Jalapenos. No, don't call them that. So uh, let's tell me more. All right. Tell me more about. Yeah, let's talk about Rick, the new album. Yeah. Okay, so something we're doing differently this time mm-hmm. than last time. So last time we tracked in the studio, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody tracked individually. That means like laying down the drums first. Yeah. Everybody played along, but we didn't. We only recorded the drum parts, right, mm-hmm. at first. Laying down tracks. Right, laying down some kinda tracks. Kind of like laying down pipe but yeah. with tracks. And if there were like a bunch of parallel pipes that looked like sound waves uh, that didn't that carried... What we really needed was a plumber. That's true. We had one. That's it's. I mean, if you're going to have this metaphor of the pipes... Then we did have a plumber. We had a plumber. Yeah. But his his pants weren't falling off or anything. He didn't have a wrench, but he had something like a wrench. <laughs> and his, what was it? We could have pulled his pants down. <laughs> we wouldn't have done that. <laughs> I think I think we would have given no. the opportunity. No. Um, so what we're going to do this time, though, is we're going to live track everything instrumentally. Mm-hmm. And we're actually, uh, we've been talking to the guys at one of our favorite venues in town, the Southgate House. In his... The historic, the historic Southgate, Southgate House Southgate. in Newport, Kentucky, right on the river across. The, people don't understand. Cincinnati's on no, the river, right? Newport, Kentucky. It's like Chicago, except for there's not another 
Chicago. Chicago on the other side of the river. Yeah. It's so a, Cincinnati is on the river. Right. It, it Did is. I mention that? The Ohio River. Yes. And then there's, so like right across from downtown Cincinnati, you've got Newport, Covington. Right. Newport. These are cities in northern Kentucky. Newport and Covington. Newport. Two separate cities. But, and you would say like, oh, well, it's in Kentucky. Well, it's not like real Kentucky. No. It's northern Kentucky. Yeah, it's basically. So the historic Southgate house. The uh, birthplace of the Tommy gun. Well, they say that, but it's kind of like a technicality. In it a is. Way. A technic- I think the guy who invented the Tommy gun was, was born, born there, there. And that's it. That's it. But he wasn't there when he built it. No, I don't think so. Do you think there was ever a Tommy gun in the Southgate house? I'm sure there was at some point. Did did Tommy guns ever, like, did people just have them at their house? Was there a certain period of time where people were like, oh, we should get a Tommy gun for self-protection? They pr- No, I don't think that was ever. I don't no. think that happened. It was just gangsters and stuff? I would imagine, but, you know, I wasn't. I had this. I haven't done any research I've on this. I had this dream of making uh a film about the Southgate house that that spanned the ages. Yeah. And told parallel stories about all the different time periods of different things that have happened there. This was a dream or a dream of yours? Like it's something I want to do. I but I've never done it. Oh well you still have time. I don't know. I've missed all my opportunities. They're <laughs> gone now. <laughs> Let's just finish this podcast and everything's over. Let's just finish over. this podcast and go to <laughs> sleep forever. <laughs> um, okay, so you're going to record there with Yeah. Who? I'm sorry? With who? Kenny Petrosky. Oh, my... Uh, what do I used to call him? I, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Please Petrosky. do tell. Petrosky. My Russian friend. Yeah, my Petrosky. Russian friend. Petrosky. My Russian friend. Petrosky. Ken Petrosky is a, he's a cool guy. He he's did audio cool. for some Pizza Infinity stuff, oddly enough. Right, but that's In particular, Let Me Don't Sit On Me, and he did a great job. He, he did a great job. The best job. sounding uh, film it's true. video thing that we ever did. It's true. So he's going to track it for us live, mm-hmm. uh, but he's not going to do the mixing or anything. I haven't no. decided what's going on with How's that. He, yet. What's he going to record it with? Uh, he's got digital, a like. Uh, yeah, he's got a a traveling digital rig, is what he calls it. Yeah. Are you Pro Tools in it or? Uh, I'm not sure, but he's going to hand me just the raw oh, just tracks. The tracks. Yeah. Okay. And then. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. You uh, you gonna shoot that in 3D? I think so. Probably. We'll probably bump it up to six, six D, and uh, maybe eight D if we can get Buckaroo Banzai on board. Man, I love Buckaroo Banzai. I do too. That is a messed up movie. It's messed up and amazing. It's actually called Buckaroo Banzai Across the Across Eighth, eighth dimension. dimension. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that. Peter Weller. I know. Don't get me started about Peter Weller. I know. That guy, RoboCop. I know. Buckaroo Banzai. Yep. Well, there's got to be one more. Dexter. He was on oh, the yeah, yeah. Like, most, I think it was the most but recent. But it's like a different Peter Weller now. It's he is one. still awesome. Yeah. He was on there and I was like, why is this guy not in a lot more movies? I don't know. I, like I, wanted, I would cast him. I would cast I would him too. in a movie about the Southgate house. Maybe he's listening. And Peter... Peter, if you're listening. Mr. Weller, RoboCop. 
Robocop. Buckaroo. Buckaroo. <laughs> Man, Buckaroo. Bon- Every, if you've not seen Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension, yeah. do yourself a favor. Watch it. Yeah eight times right now watch it one for every dimension he goes across there's a great scene with a watermelon that's true there's a great scene with in the bar when he sings the song he's like it's just a crazy movie that you don't even you're watching the movie and you're thinking how i know how did a time exist when movies this could be made yeah John Lithgow's in it. He plays a, oh, an amazing, crazy person. So crazy. Oh, man. I can't decide if Love it's my favorite can, or worst boy. part. <laughs> monkey boy. <laughs> man. Buckaroo Banzai. Okay, here's the part I have the... Okay, first of all... They're like... Uh, inter- they, they, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> Buckaroo Banzai, he's like yeah. this awesome He's a fighter, neurosurgeon. Neurosurgeon guy. And then he samurai. also plays saxophone yeah. in like a band. Yes. He's my idol. He's awesome. I want to be... He wears a kimono or something. Yeah. Something at one point. That's, there's that scene with the sword and stuff oh, in the yeah. like bedroom or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And the whole opening of the movie is so cool. It's with amazing. the speed trial yeah. thing or whatever they're doing. Look, I don't understand the movie. Nobody, Nobody understands, understands the movie. Yeah. But it's the kind of thing that... Uh, you know... You, People try to make like cult classic movies. Yeah, but they the weren't real trying. ones. Make themselves. That's right. It made this, this movie made, made itself. itself. It was amazing. To Everyone watch. go watch. Do you have a favorite like weird like obscure kind well, of movie? Like can we that? talk about Buckaroo Banzai for just a little longer? Oh, first? I love that movie. Okay, so at the end of the film, of oh. course the the title or the closing credits. One classic of the most, scene. Yeah. They're walking through like this, what, like a utility ditch or whatever. It. It's like I don't, a giant concrete, industrial looking industrial, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all dressed up in crazy clothes. I uh, mean, people couldn't wear clothes like that today and be taken seriously. Well, but, they probably could. Probably. But uh, the music for the closing scene, very memorable. The uh-huh. Buckaroo Banzai theme yeah. song. But then if you notice, if you watch till the end... They have a teaser, some teaser text uh-huh. for to a stay, future. Yeah, watch yeah. for Buckaroo Banzai versus the World Time League. Yeah, and that film has never been made. Never been made. There's a script for it online. You can search for that. Mm. I just throw the, these. There's some uh, interesting piece of trivia that I can't think of at the moment about the song that they originally used for that walking scene that then it was replaced with. Uh, the music that you hear in the film. But oh, I, man. But I don't know the answer to it. Well, it, I'm glad they replaced it. It doesn't make any sense either. In the context of the film, that final scene no, makes no it makes sense. makes absolutely no sense. But that's what, I mean... It's great. But it makes all kinds of sense. It is so sense. great. Yeah. Okay, so go watch that right now. What's the... Turn off the podcast. No. I no. mean, sorry. What's the? Uh, <laughs> what's the thing you were thinking of? What? No, I asked you if you had a favorite, like, obscure culty movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's not as, as well-loved as that one. That one's that one's really well-loved? Is that what you're saying? I think so. It's like a cult classic. Okay. I am going to have to go with... It's actually The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension, by the way. Thank you. No, thank you. Thanks for correcting me. 1984. Such a good film. 
Man. Okay. Uh, no, I know, I know, I know. You were going to say. I always, I must be speaking at all times. Well, when you're asked a question. I know, but sometimes when people ask me questions, my mind goes blank. Completely blank. Okay, well, I'll give you this piece of trivia because I just looked this up while I was waiting for you. Okay. The original song in that final sequence was Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. And it, when you watch it, you can kind of get that vibe, even though the final music is not not that at all. It really feels like they're dancing to the music that they're playing, not Uptown Girl. Yeah. It's just crazy. Jeff Goldblum wears, a, uh, wears cowboy chaps in the film. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Go see it. Just do it. Do you think that we've convinced anyone? I hope so, but there's no telling. Man, that's that's like my go-to cult classic film that I want everybody to watch. That's the one, and I stole it. You stole it, but I'm still thinking. Uh, Why don't we listen to another song? That sounds good. And then when we come back... So, can we hear... Uh, I wanted to play a demo... Like a song that's gonna be on the new album. Okay. If you haven't recorded it yet, um, and since time in this instance is somewhat linear, <laughs> we're gonna have to um, work around that. Okay. So let's let's hear a demo. Okay. Do you got? Yeah. Let me. Uh, let's play. It's a song called Nukalevi. Nukalevi. Yep. Okay. How's well, that? Sounds like you're making them more and more accessible. Well, I think that kind of rolls off the tongue. Nukalevi. Nukalevi. Is it Nukalevi? If you look at, because if I just saw this written, I'd say Nukalevi. Well, it might be Nukalevi. Okay, this is Nukalevi. This is Matt's home demo for the qualifiers. Bye. 
Okay, so what movie? Uh, I'm going to go with Ravenous. Ravenous? Yeah. I've not seen that movie, but I seem to remember it's got like uh, uh, the one of the guys from, from like Train Spotting or something, right? I don't and know. Guy Pierce is in it? Yes, Guy Pierce is in it. And uh, the dude. <laughs> this is terrible. It's like a cannibalism. Thing. It is. It's about cannibalism, and there's um, banjo music, oh. and there's some really, really funny parts, hmm. and you wouldn't expect that from a cannibalism? cannibal movie. Huh. But, I've never uh, seen it. I'll have to check it out. Is it on Netflix streaming? I'll find out. I'll watch it. I don't know if it is. Hmm. I do want to plug right now uh, Trailer Park Boys, which is on Netflix streaming. <laughs> Because I can't stop watching. You were recommending this to me earlier, and now yes, I can't stop watching it. I think I have a problem. What's the premise? The premise is there's two friends who've been friends forever. They grew up in a trailer park together. Every season starts with them getting out of jail, going back to the trailer park, and then ending up in jail at the end of the season. Doesn't really sound funny in in and of itself. How many how many seasons are there? I think there's seven seasons. Wow, and but you've watched all this? No, I'm on season three. Oh, and I'm telling now. You, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of television I could be watching. No, this put this at the top of the like, list. Like I've never watched The Wire, and I hear that's that just is really everyone good. just claims the greatest. If you start watching The Wire, you're not going to stop until you're done. I never saw uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Neither People have said I. that's good. Yeah, I've heard that. I could watch that. I would put. I've well, never seen. I've only seen like two episodes of Doctor Who. Okay, we're always raving about that. Yeah, it's good. Watch that. Good. But you're saying Trailer Park Boys. Well, I, <laughs> it's currently what I'm watching. I've Friday watched, Night Lights. Everybody seems to love that show. I never watched it. I would it. definitely put Trailer Park Boys over Have you Friday watched Night that? Lights. No. But see, that's what I'm saying. It's one of those things that people are like, you know, yeah, yeah, I know they made this movie, and it seems like, okay, high school football, everywhere, but they're like, this is a great, great show. Yeah. I don't know. But I never watched that uh, Firefly. Never saw that. People, some yeah. people say that's really good. Yeah. I never saw it. Yeah, but you saw Serenity, probably. No. The movie, no. Because I didn't think, I thought if I didn't see, I like doing things chronologically. I got you, yeah. That's yeah. why you're living your life from being born till to death. Well, in some ways. Yeah. That's why you uh, you woke up this morning, well, and then... I'm working it out. You'll go to sleep tonight. Yeah. That's why you started the podcast before it ended. Well, in a way... Okay. From a certain point of view. I think I've made my point. Well. Eh. So Ravenous. Ravenous. Go I'm check it out. Nineteen ninety nine. Really? Yeah. Did you look that up? I don't know. It's not ninety nine. You, Maybe. You'd be surprised. It might be ninety nine. I'm gonna check it out if Did it's you look thing. it up? Trailer Park Boys, we'll see. All right. I think it started in two thousand one. I don't know. What, but show, I what say, channel was it on? It was Canadian. Is it still Showcase, on? Showcase, I think is what it Canadian. It's Canadian. Okay. So think about that. They got a track record of sorts, I guess. They do. But it's also one of those things where, like, we're probably only getting the best of Canada. You know what I mean? Like, when we, it's like movies from the 70s. Like, you watch movies from the 70s, you're like, man, every Every movie was awesome in the 70s. But the thing is, they're not going to show There were thousands of movies made. They only, the ones that people still talk about and are easily available are the good ones. Yeah. It's being distilled down by time. (laughs) Yeah. It's like erosion, basically. 
But what about the ones falling through the cracks? That's what I want to know about. Then they get ensconced in magma. What? Sorry, I had It's like, I think it's so interesting to uh, find those little treasures. The ones in the magma? The magma ones, yeah. (laughs) The magma treasures. Magma treasures. I think you're right. Those are the best kind. Sounds like a song. That sounds like a song you'd write. Probably, except I would name it something way cooler. Okay. Okay, you said you were going to play another song. Yeah, I'd like to. Okay. This one's called Phoenix and Salamander. I feel like, I mean, I definitely remember this title. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to remember this. Yeah, how's that title feel? I'm all right with that. I feel like I'm going to remember this as you're going. Okay. That sounds familiar. Do you remember, did I play something on this? Yeah, we actually worked, uh, we practiced it once. Are you, are you started? I think so. <laughs> Do you want me to start over? Yeah, make up. Here, stop. Okay. Okay, and now... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Phoenix and Salamander. Phoenix and Salamander. And you will make 
That last chord sounded awesome. <laughs> Sometimes it they, just rang out perfectly. You got a little like string vibration weirdness or something. That's right. That's good. I remember that. I remember that one. Yeah. I really like your songwriting, Matt. Oh. I very thanks. much enjoyed uh, being able to build on those songs. I did too. Contribute. I mean, I enjoyed your your doing so. Um, so you're gonna record track. You're gonna live track it. Yes, is that what they call it? I think so. All right, we're gonna say that. And then, are you, are you gonna do just vocals separate? Is that the deal? Vocals, and I think we'll we some may overdubs or do some some things. Yeah, but you're not gonna be very isolated up there. You're all gonna be in the same room. That's right. So he's just gonna That's how we want it. Like Mike, all the do real raw live yep. soundy thing yeah and everything's gonna bleed and I how many okay. uh songs i think we're gonna do 10 uh so we'll see how many the album actually becomes mm. but i think we're gonna record 10 and when are you doing this uh the plan is june okay so when do you think what's wrong, Matt? I don't know. There's You're something like weird, weird happening in my nose. I was, I was trying to make do you, you just sneeze. Maybe I'm not sure. It's in a weird spot. But uh, June is the plan <laughs> uh, for recording, and then I, you know, we'll probably try to release it before the end of the year. What kind of? So when we put out beeping in our hearts, yeah, um, we released it. We did a physical CD release, and we did. Digital right. stuff, obviously, and we would have loved to do vinyl, but we couldn't figure right. out a way to do it exactly, whatever. Um, what's your, and then like the EP, we just did digital. Right. What's your plan for for future recordings? Yeah, it's kind of up in the air right now. I don't think we'll be pressing CDs, so it'll be something different than that. I'm pretty sure the main venue for distribution will be digital, but then we'll have some other form factor for people who actually want to own something, mm -hmm. you know, physical. But it'll be like a special edition sort of thing, I think. Yeah. And what's your, like, what do you think about all that? I think it's a necessity that maybe I don't prefer. <laughs> but uh, just from a a business standpoint, you know, it costs too much to do all the other stuff for mm -hmm. bands who don't have the kind of backing that, say, 
larger bands do, it's hard to keep up with them, you know? So I think it's a good way of doing it for smaller operations. Because mm-hmm. it's very low overhead. Right. Put out. Right. And I think it's how people want to get their music nowadays anyway, so. Is that how you consume music? Most of the time. Uh-huh. I mean, there's definitely exceptions that I make, but, you know, it's becoming... It's becoming uh, a rarity that I actually purchase a physical copy. Uh-huh. So, how about you? Uh, I, uh, I I purchase uh, if I'm buying if I'm purchasing a physical copy, I'm usually purchasing vinyl that comes with a download, a download. card. Right. So that's kind of the. I like the I like that um, combination because I like having a physical thing I can look at that's big and pretty and I can touch it and right. I can listen to how liner the, notes and all that liner notes. I like being able to listen to the vinyl and uh, it, you know you can argue to the moon and back again. Sure, the merits and differences, but they don't. They definitely sound different, and so I like right. I like hearing those different ways of experiencing the music and but i probably listen mostly to digital stuff so i have a whole wall of like a thousand cds and it's there's been much debate about (laughs) it whether it should still exist (laughs) but uh i can't let go of it right now anyway yeah but i but no i don't buy very many cds usually right so yeah, I mean, I've been really obsessed with tapes lately, and I know we released a tape. Yeah, we put out a cassette tape of uh, what was it? It the was demos? Uh, demos for the BB Guitar Hearts, and um, people loved it. Like they we really sold did. all of them, like faster than we sold anything. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if it was just because of the novelty of it, or most people that bought them were like, "Oh, there's a tape deck in, in my, my car. car." Yeah, or like I have a, th- you know, like. I feel like most people actually listened to them. Yeah. But, um, and it was sort of for me, cause I dubbed the tapes. There was kind of a weird nostalgic thing about it. That yeah. was interesting because I remember like taping CDs and making mixtapes off right. of CDs and records and all that stuff. And so there was something kind of like, and even the fidelity of it, like it has a different sound. Right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm most concerned. But audio about. tapes kind of sound terrible. They do. You're right. <laughs> but there's like a certain but you charm. Can mix, yeah, and you could mix. I think the album a little differently for the tape for cassette tape than you would the digital release. And there's definitely music from when I was in like like grade school, mm-hmm. and I listened to things on tapes. There's like, like I had a cassette tape of. Queen, um, the album, The Miracle, mm-hmm. where they all have their faces like yeah. morphed together on the front. And there's like a part of, if I hear that album, it doesn't sound right to me. Like if I hear the CD, I'm like, it's not how I remember it. It's because I remember that tape sound of it. <laughs> right. Or like certain things, like I remember my sister had like Pod Duel or, uh, or like MC Hammer, or like yeah. stuff like that. There's just like, I expect to hear that. Yeah, and I think a lot of bands maybe sound better that way. <laughs> like, uh, I'm thinking, you know, I had a lot of Dinosaur Jr. tapes 
when I was younger, and I listen to the digital versions of those songs now, and there's something missing, kind of like you're saying, and it's like, you know, the the uh, the gunk that fills in the spaces of a Dinosaur Junior album on tape is different, mm-hmm. I guess. So. so have you listened to like uh, those same songs on a like a remastered clean digital? Release? Yeah, yeah. So two of the albums uh, in particular, "Bug" and "You're Living All Over Me," uh, it's like a night and day difference. And I know we've kind of talked about fidelity differences before. Like, with are the, we using the right term? Fidelity difference. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is I don't it, think we've really talked in those terms. No, you're like probably right. That using that kind of terminology. Okay, so I know we've talked about differences in remastered tracks and being uh, able to hear different parts because they've either yeah mixed it differently. Those Beatles or, remasters right. like blew me away when yeah when they came out a year or two ago. Right. Like really listening to them versus the way I had listened to those songs for my whole life. Right. Uh, it makes you feel weird. It makes you feel very weird. And sometimes it's odd. Like I really prefer hearing those in, well, on an album by album case and sometimes a track by track case, but like, it's fascinating to me. (laughs) Right. Uh, to hear that stuff. Right. It is fascinating. It's weird. All the choices that go into how you're going to record and, and what that ends up being compared to that experience of like being in a room and playing it. Yeah. It's sure. very different or it can be. And, uh, obviously when you're doing a live recording, um, there's, it's closer probably to a performance but then you also have to deal with the fact that your voice isn't going to be exactly what you want. So that's, that's why, why we'll that. go and, and put vocals in later. Just because, you know, there's going to be flubs. And you can be okay with those flubs, I guess, and say it's part of the performance. But I don't know. When it comes to the vocal performance, I'm a little more anal about that sort of thing where I'd rather it sounded exactly how I want it to sound. So I don't know. There you go. Wherever uh, you go, there you are. Right. What do you? What is your goal with the band? Oh, that's a good question. My ultimate goal is to have a venue to release music I've written, and that's kind of been my always my ultimate goal as a musician, like I learned to play the guitar so I could write songs. That was basically the reason. And, um, you know, I never wanted to be one of those solo shredders or, or, uh, you know, a classical guitarist or anything like that. Um, so most of the time I'm just kind of faking it, but, uh, you know, I get, I try to tell some stories, I guess, and uh, I guess that's really the goal is to tell some stories. So is it like, is there a therapeutic quality to writing and performing for you? Definitely. Um, I mean, at first, I would say the writing has 
more catharsis than a performance. A performance, people maybe, I mean, if you're doing it well, people don't realize that it's all a show, you know, that you're conjuring those emotions that don't quite exist anymore. So let's say, for instance, on the new album, the songs that I wrote, I wrote in a very dark time and and things were uh, really rough. And, and, and since then, things have gotten a lot better for me and my life is where I would like it to be now and I'm happy. And, and uh, so when I'm performing these songs, I'm not in that place anymore. And I wouldn't even say I take myself to that place when I'm performing them but I do put on the show that I'm there. And, uh, and so I would say from a performance standpoint, it's, uh, there's no real catharsis there for me. Uh, I think it's more something for the audience to perceive. Maybe it's a representation of my, uh, you know, mental state. <laughs> so what does that make your... I mean, is there a part of the band that you think of as being like the real part and then other parts of the band that you're kind of like, and this is the stuff that goes along with that? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, there's definitely a business side that really bothers me and I mean it's something that has to be done and sometimes when it goes really well it's easier to do and sometimes when you're just slogging along and the press dubs your band dead when it's not I mean things like that really put a damper on it you know and it's like man what do I have to do do I have to be you know shoving it down your throat every other day for you to care about it so, and it, and it's like, I'm sure every uh, recording artist struggles with this to a certain extent, but but you you really just want to put your work out there and, uh, and let it be, you know, picked up by who wants it. But then if no one's ever heard of it, why are they going to want to pick it up? So, so it's, uh, it's a balance, I guess, and it's hard to strike the right balance. So when you say if there's a real part of the band and a fake part, I mean there's definitely not necessarily fake, but right, but a less real part, real. and then the other stuff. The other stuff. I mean, for from a performance standpoint, hanging out with the guys in the band that's that was always the fun part when you were in the band. That's always the fun part now with the new guys in the band. Like, you know, you have a some kind of camaraderie that that people who aren't in bands maybe don't understand it's it's a brothership of certain kind you know you have you have like you were saying before inside jokes things like that or you can you know you know what what uh i don't know weird things about the people like sometimes at band practice now we'll sit around and we'll come up with something to talk about like the tell us one of the dreams that you had recently or whatever. And then we just, everybody tells and then everybody laughs at each other for the ridiculous thing that they're telling. And then, uh, 
every once in a while there's a really weird one and then you know that's something that you can hold against them for the rest of <laughs> of their career so but uh i would say that's that's the other part you know there's so there's the there's the writing that i do that's very important to me and it's very close to me and then there's the stuff that i have to to put on the outside i guess the veneer that protects that stuff from ever being harmed in my eyes. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, yeah. I remember there was definitely like periods of time where you were just writing so many songs. That's true. You would come like every month you would have like a whole CD of demos that you had done by yourself Yeah, for us to kind of go through and pick out ones that we wanted to focus on and bicker about which (laughs) song we should do next and, and stuff like that. And I just remember thinking you don't, it's not something you can like force in a way like you were naturally driven to do that. Yeah. Do, have you found that, like, are you still writing that often or you go through like periods where you're like writing a lot and then it, it kind of like waxes and wanes? Yeah. Like a moon? Yes. Like a moon. Uh, definitely. I mean, there's definite periods of nothing, you know, and, and I know, uh, I have tried to force it before because you get worried that nothing's ever going to come again and you wonder if you've lost your creativity or your creative ability. And uh, I think you're just faking yourself out at that point. And so, you know, you try to force something and then you know it's not right. But, you know, I think there's there's certain exercises that I can do as a songwriter that are different than writing a song that maybe just test some new things. Like I know a lot of songwriters will experiment with electronic music, say just to give them something else to do, you know, give them another angle to come at this thing with, you know? Um, and I think oftentimes that carries over to maybe their work and people don't like it. You know, it's like this huge change. Well, you know, I, f- I feel like I have a better way of of uh, compartmentalizing maybe this sort of uh, input to the to the music that I'm writing. So, say I write a qualifier song. I know it's a qualifier song because you know I know what bucket it falls into. But I write other songs that I would probably never perform with the qualifiers because I know it's not. It's well, I don't know that it's not going to work, but I just feel like it's not going to work. And maybe I want to save it for something else. I guess maybe that's it. Saving it. <laughs> okay, I I would like to um I'd like for us to listen to one more song okay. and then we'll wrap up. Okay. So, I want to listen to um Burn It Down. Oh, okay. Uh which is the last track on the beeping our hearts um do you want to give any context for the song (laughs) the 
context of this song is basically the hope in destruction. <laughs> the hope in destruction of what? Of yourself. Recreation of yourself. But you got to destroy it first. Maybe that sort of thing. Okay, so this is Burn It Down, Qualifiers,
Uh, burn it down. Burn it down. I like that. I like that. I really like all the little feedback and things that we I got going in. That was a lot that of we fun. kept on the yeah thing. <laughs> but look at us, just a couple of old guys oh. reminiscing about it. <laughs> However, that album's still for sale. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, we have physical and digital copies. That's true. You can find it on iTunes. Uh, if you're in the Chicago, yeah, if you're in Chicagoland area, find me. I have copies. <laughs> Just find him. <laughs> He'll be around. Uh, although we're out of shirts. <laughs> That's true. Shirts are very popular. Yeah, yeah. I think there's one shirt. Is there? I can't get rid of it. What size is extra it? Extra large. Oh, yeah. Well, if anybody... What about those plush hearts? Do we have any extras of those? No, those are all gone. Man. Yep, I all the plushies one, I, are gone. Okay. People like soft stuff. They're all gone. What if we told people that the CDs were plushes and then they just we duped them? That's fine. Um, I'll, I'll dupe anybody. So who? what's the current qualifiers lineup? Okay, so it's myself being myself. Okay, we got that one. We have another match. That's the one you could have skipped. Oh, you. right, right. I just wanted to make sure. So my name's Matt. We have another Matt, Matt Rutherford, who's playing the drums. He's also drumming for three other bands in town right now. Wow. Uh, and we have another Matt. We have Matt Zink on the bass, filling in some background vocals. Mm-hmm. And then our new guitarist's name is Ben Evans. So all very good. Um, best group of... Oh, I'm just what? kidding. I'm just kidding. Best group of guys I ever played with, besides yeah. Kendall. All right. Um, have you guys? Have you? Are you submit? Do they doing midpoint stuff already? Yeah, I think so. We haven't submitted yet. Oh, we were okay. trying to get on the uh, the indie summer thing. Yeah, but I haven't heard back. So okay. I think I need to run it up the flagpole. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I think. I <laughs> Good think so. because I don't. Uh, but there are shows coming up, right? We got. We don't up. have anything booked right now. We have a few possibilities. Did you just play some? Then? We just played some. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about what shows you just played? Never not, mind. Never mind. Not really. <laughs> so there's nothing necessarily. No, we're gonna focus on recording because yeah, okay. it's a lot of it's a lot. It is. And uh, you know, we still need to learn some of the songs and. Practicing for the shows is a lot of energy mm-hmm. that we just can't afford, and nobody thinks we're a band anyway. <laughs> so uh, we just thought we'd take some time off of shows, and we'll get this album done. We'll really start pushing it probably this summer, like pre-hype building, mm. uh, and then pre-promotion, I guess you could call it. Pre-pro-mo. Pre-pro-mo. mo uh, and then, you know, when we actually release it, I'm hoping to get this thing, this cycle a little tighter so we can release some songs before yeah. I'm tired of them. Yeah. That's, that's the, well, that's now, the goal. now, if you're just going to do it digitally. Yeah, man. You know. Yeah. It'll be at least that quicker. That much quicker. What do you think about giving away music versus selling it? I think it cheapens it to a certain degree. Um, you know, I mean... People don't want it anymore because it's free. 
I know that sounds crazy. Well, people, are, people are still passionate about music. That's true. I think you have a small base of people who would care about an album if it was free. That's just my theory. I have no research to back that up. Yeah, I mean, I think there's so many other factors. Probably. You're probably right. (laughs) (laughs) You might be simplifying things a little bit. Maybe. But that's how I like to live my life. Fantastic. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, thanks for talking on the record recording <laughs> ah thank you for coming and playing these songs and you're welcome uh letting the world know that that the qualifiers this is world. this is international yeah holy crap it's intergalactic planetary wow <laughs> planetary intergalactic well i don't want to get repetitive about things but <laughs> Basically, you're saying that who knows who's listening to this right now. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody. I like to... Is there anything else you'd like to say about uh, qualifiers? No, I'm really tired of talking about qualifiers now. Okay. Uh, Qualifiers.com, is that right? Yeah, that'll still work. (laughs) (laughs) And qualifiers are on... Uh, the internet. You I can like. Figure I it like out. putting pointing people to the Bandcamp page right now. Bandcamp because they can, where you can stream buy all them. the albums, and you can, you can find buy stuff, stuff on, there on iTunes also. That's true. iTunes. But, uh, but Bandcamp is great because you can stream it all. Yeah. <laughs> what did I just say? Stream of it all. Can you still order a physical copy from the there? website? I think. Uh, yeah, and through Bandcamp, so you can order physical and yeah. get the digital immediately. Yep. That's what I'd recommend. That's a pretty good one. Go to Qualifiers. Qualifiers.bandcamp.com. And how much does it cost for a CD? Like 10 bucks? Five. Five? I think it's five now. What? You, it might be a steal. No, it might be We're $10. losing money. I know. Not, not, <laughs> not technically. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I like to give the guests the final word or words. Okay. Or thoughts. Okay. Uh, make something very just extremely memorable, and then it cuts to the outro music, and it just makes for a really nice kind of like end of the show. And so no pressure, but a lot is writing on it, but no pressure, and go. Cotton. Uh, fabric of our lives. What? Why are you shaking your head? <laughs>